he's all like, uh, yeah, so, uh, if I break up with my current girlfriend, would you take me back? <laughs> <laughs> so if I try to get, like, a hotter girlfriend and, like, the girl I like, she says no. Like, do I have to tell my current girlfriend or should I, like, break up first? <laughs> so <laughs> well thanks for having us people that's basically the episode uh follow us on facebook and uh that basically is the episode that's the tldr of the episode alert quantum surge detected vector 597 transformers robotic life forms born far across the galaxy on the planet cybertron two groups of their forces crashed on an unknown planet a quantum surge then changed the Beast Warriors into Transmetals, who are joined by new comrades. Now, the Beast Wars rage on! Too much energy. Good evening, and welcome back to Too Much Energon, the weekly podcast where we review every episode of Beast Wars ever in production order. I'm one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. I am your other host, NeoCal. And this week on Too Much Energy, we are reviewing the fifth episode of Season 2 of Beast Wars, Maximal No More. It originally aired on November 23rd, 1997. And I just need to preface this episode with uh, a little bit of a disclaimer. Um, I'm going to be a bit sniffly and sound kind of plugged because I am dealing with some wicked allergies right now. Uh, I have done done everything i i've done everything in my power to uh try and get rid of them before recording but uh just i'm where i'm at right now is probably the best i'm gonna sound tonight so uh yeah so uh, here we are so here we are and uh i i appreciate your patience in the listening. show must go on yes i appreciate your patience in listening to me sounding all sniffly and plugged and at least stuffy. it's not the rona at least it's not that yeah not yet anyway no <laughs> you I always act at... like it's inevitable <laughs> i work in One a grocery store so i'm sure it's coming <laughs> hasn't happened yet but we may get there so maximal uh, no more yeah maximal no more uh, that's already telling my partner watched this with me, and they were like, what? Uh-oh. Oh, no. Like, oh indeed. So we start Cause, with... Because, I mean, like, really, like... like who else who, could that who, be talking who, about? Yeah, who else? <laughs> no one. Like, fucking, what, Cheetor? Cheetor decides to... He's going through his, like, emo phase and decides to defect and join the Predacons. I kind of want to see Predacon Cheetor. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but we might see a bad guy version of another uh, Maximal at some point down the line. Woohoo! <laughs> that uh, some guy in a comic book store may have uh, spoiled for Cal very randomly. Oh, yeah. For anybody listening, if you're listening to this, you you probably have watched the entirety of Beast Wars. Maybe Maybe you haven't, and you're watching it with us. But for most people, they've they've seen it all. And if you're a fan, if you're listening to this, you're you're probably a fan. But I made the mistake of talking to somebody about the podcast in public, oh, and he dropped a pretty. Right that that's my mistake. <laughs> going to a, a comic book store in person. 
<laughs> and he dropped a pretty big spoiler bomb on my lap that doesn't take away from the show, but I would not have seen coming. <laughs> yeah, and it was and, just so. Uh, yeah, like uh, Cal filled me in on what it was, and it was just so. It was. It's so such a random thing to spoil too. Like, it, it is really? very random. <laughs> that thing yeah. from Beast Machines, like what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> what you gonna yeah. do? I mean, the show did come out in like ninety-seven, ninety-eight. True. What 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 is the statute of limitations on spoilers <laughs> for a twenty-five-year-old show? I think none, except thirty. If a person tells you right before you open your mouth, "Hey, I haven't watched this yet," um, so I'm going in, I'm I'm going in fresh. As that's my perspective, and then they go, "Oh, so you haven't blah 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 yet?" That that's <laughs> on that's on the person that spoils it. That's that's just being, that's just being, it's just being mean. <laughs> but anyways, agreed. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler or not aside, uh, it looks like we're looking at the dark side here. Uh, yeah, we we open. Uh, fuck, I almost said in lost angles. <laughs> <laughs> Scuzzy. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we 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 open at the uh, exterior shot of the Predacon base, or so we think. So we reveal, but it's quickly revealed that it's like a three D like hollow projection of uh or not hollow projection like computer reading uh on a laptop at the Axelon. I like how yep. it's, I, I like how Dinobot is literally sitting here in front of a laptop. He, he it's so strange. <laughs> He's just in a dark room by himself, like on a laptop. <laughs> yeah, uh, alt tabbing between like this uh, wireframe read uh, grid of the Predacon base and like porn. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, somebody walks in and he's like, "No, see, look, I'm, I'm like checking out." Predacon schematic stuff. Yeah. See, see, I'm I'm doing stuff. So he taps some yeah, buttons. Uh, I, my my pants are only down because I I. It's hot in here. It's hot in here. <laughs> and I can't I, find my pajamas. <laughs> I was getting changed, motherfucker. <laughs> I told you not to disturb me when I'm cleaning my room. Oh. Um, what is that scary movie? Uh, there. Uh, I was oh, referenced. Yeah, I was referencing uh, Trailer Park Boys. There's this uh, oh, right, one episode right. where I think the character's name is RJ. Uh, they they walk in. Somebody walk. I think it's Ricky walks in on him, uh, <laughs> straight up jerking off, like standing <laughs> over his bed, like jerking off. And he's like, RJ, what the fuck? And he kept being like, that wasn't what it looked like. But I was getting changed, motherfucker. I was getting changed. Wow. Uh, Oh, if anyone listening uh, has not checked out um, Trailer Park Boys, uh, it is probably our Canada's, like, diamond TV show. Like, if anybody asked me, hey, what Canadian, like, TV show would I watch? I think that would be at the top of the list. Besides, like, Beast Wars and Reboot. (laughs) <laughs> like I live think, uh, action, I mean. I think uh, Shit's Creek is. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. 
I haven't seen it either, but the show is wi- like winning like shit tons of awards and is like really, really popular <laughs> oh, in the States. Tons of awards. Um, yeah. huh, there's th- there's a Canadian statement right there. <laughs> right? <laughs> shit tons of awards. Shit tons is a very Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, Trailer Park Boys is really big in the States too. Like hell. It's... It has that awkward, like slow burn humor. It's this is how I describe it. It's yeah, it's popular in the states too. Um, it has it. In my opinion, it's like Canadian The Office. You know, like pseudo documentary style. A lot of like awkward, like little interviews. Like it's the same structure. I don't know if you ever noticed that. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. It, it's yeah. a style. Yeah, it's a it's a style. But I I don't like The Office, but I do like Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park even... Boys, sorry, uh, The Office gives me, like, second-hand anxiety. <laughs> do you, I've act- do I, you know I've what I mean? Ne- I've actually never seen the, uh, the, the American Office. I've seen a little bit of the British Office and didn't really like it. Yeah, the, the British The Office is... Uh, it's not, I'm, maybe not my thing, but I, I gave the American The Office a try, and... <sighs> I don't need like a show to give me secondhand awkwardness or or give me secondhand anxiety. And there's so f- maybe I need to get into it more. Maybe it picks up after like five, ten episodes or whatever. But like, I just get a weird like everything's not kind of okay, and I feel the characters' embarrassment, and I feel their anxiety, and I. I just, I I can't. <laughs> Whereas it's, it's it's cringe humor, right? It's it's cringe, but like a better cringe humor without the anxiety and more of a feel good, like episode to episode basis. I would say is Trailer Park Boys. I just like, like Trailer Park Boys because it's very low class, and I <laughs> relate to that. You jive with it, <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of their, uh, like, cause I, I grew up like poor, uh, I didn't live in trailer parks, but I basically, I ba- I li- grew up in a lot of like really like low rent, like apartment complexes, which basically might as well be trailer parks. Uh, so like a I've lot of the, sh- a lot of the shit that they get up to in that show is stuff that like, not a- quite, not exactly, but like is stuff that like I remember people that I either I was friends with or like people uh like adults that were uh connected to me somehow like you know friends of like my mom or my aunt or someone like that but like <laughs> yeah. I I like I I just I remember like I I the a lot of the schemes they get up to like r- just remind me of the kind of things that I would see growing up I have lived in trailer parks. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to say that I was a bottle kid, (laughs) but I may have thrown a few bottles in my day. (laughs) Um, yeah, I've been, I grew up surrounded by that shit. So it was, it's, it's weird. It's, it's a, it's a mixed bag for me. (laughs) And I've never worked in an office, so. There you go. That's <laughs> there you go, and I and I have. 
But here's the thing. That's maybe that's why I don't like the office. Oh, maybe. Because I worked in an office for almost a decade. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Well, I well, don't mean to uh, disinspect your uh, your uh, side gig there, but uh, you know what they say. They say um, all for all and one for one. Is that what they say? I, I don't know. I think that's one of <laughs> one of like Ricky's like dumbass like, <laughs> Rickyisms. <laughs> uh, worst case, Ontario. I just go back to selling dope. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Speaking of worst case Ontario, uh, that's kind of what this fucking episode is for me, man. I this is worst case Ontario for me, eh? Um, but I came to one. Um, okay, so we're in the maximal base. Dinobots balancing Pornhub on one tab, and the um, schematics for the golden disc on the other. Yeah. I don't know why it took me two and a half seasons to realize this, but the golden disc is literally the Voyager golden record. Yes, 100%. It even says on uh, the other side, it says sounds of the earth. That's how I noticed. And then when I noticed the other side and I saw like the galactic, um, that's, you know, the thing with all like the different lines coming off of it. Right. That's like a, a star map to find to triangulate where Earth is. Yeah. It's like a pulsar map or, or whatever. And I'm like, oh my god. How did I not know until this episode? And it wasn't when he turned it around and it said the sound <laughs> the sounds of Earth. It was right here when he's opening his laptop and I saw it like very clearly, like the squiggles on one side, the circle, um, the little um uh, what is that? The hydrogen, like atom, right? Used for like you know, like universally, a hydrogen atom. If we use that as a basis for math, everywhere, no matter what part of the the galaxy somebody like finds it in, should be able to under understand it. And I just so it's a cipher, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really clever. And I'm like, how did I not know that this was the Voyager Golden Disc? Jesus. It's pretty cool, though. It is rad that they actually found, like... And the other one, I'm presuming the other one is the Pioneer golden disc from the Pioneer um, plaque. But I might be wrong. I, I can't... When when they pick the other one up, or I'll, I'll take a look at it. Oh, we I don't, don't see the other one in this one. I don't think so, because the other disc actually has uh, stuff relating to the uh, alien... Oh, so maybe the other one has nothing to do with anything we've actually done. Anyway, for listeners, I there you go. That's my big brain moment. Maybe you've always known that. Or maybe you're like, oh, that's interesting. But basically, we put a bunch of shit on a, a golden disc, like literally on a, the Voyager like probe, and like yeah, shot it, it a, off into fucking space. Specifically yeah, it was a gold so uh, if anyone photograph. Finds it. it was, it was photograph. a golden photographic record, yeah. And has music on one side, the, the sounds of Earth, and on the other, it has mathematical directions to find Earth. And I yeah. don't know why that wasn't like blatantly. All... Oh, by the way, I really like space. I really like like astronomy. I really like like um, 
Star Trunk. Like NASA, Star Trunk. Like, <laughs> um, the, the, <laughs> actually, I'm not that much into. Um, I'm, I'm not that big of a of a Trekkie. I I like it, but like I'm more interested in the 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 real accomplishments we've done than than sci-fi. And I feel kind of like a weird shame for not noticing that until now. And it was uh, only when he he propped up and compared like he's got that little diagram and I'm like hey that kind of looks like the same diagram on the and then he literally overlays it like he he takes the little like direction pad and moves it over top of Megatron's like defense grid thing right and I'm like no that's and that that's when I was like well wait a second that's directions to find earth What's going on here? So now it adds like a little bit more mystery to me because I'm like, why is Megatron like building relays that match like the pulsar map to Earth? Well, they mentioned that's kind of cool. They mentioned in uh, Beast Wars Part One that the Golden Disk uh, gave pointed gave the location of a major energon deposit. Yeah, and so like like you were saying, like the uh, the uh the the actual like uh golden disc had uh coordinate like had had coordinates basically for how to find earth yeah so so it makes sense perfect sense yeah yeah it, it's cool i i i don't know if that was the original intent with the golden disc when it was uh introduced as a plot point right in the first episode but maybe i'll have to go back and like Gay is at the golden disc to see if it's uh, the Voyager um, disc. I uh, I didn't have the internet in my house for a few days over uh, over the course of the past week between uh, recordings, and so I was catching up on a lot of DVDs, and so I was watching uh, as many like because I have the the complete series of Beast Wars on DVD. Uh, right. I I was watching like a lot of the like behind the scenes stuff and like. The writers basically had no, basically had no plan or no idea what they were doing when they started writing the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the special features. Yeah, yeah. When they when they started writing the series, like they they said that they had like they had no real plan of where they wanted to go. Like at first, they didn't even know like. They didn't even know if it was going to be like really connected to the original Transformers in any way. Or its own thing, yeah. Or what the quote-unquote aliens are. Or oh, they were winging it. Or if the planet that they were on was going to be Earth or not. Right. It originally wasn't supposed to be Earth, and but they put two moons up. So they put two moons up there to differentiate it, but they're like, oh, uh... If we decide to make it Earth later, we'll just—I don't know—we'll we'll just like blow up one of the moons or something. <laughs> and then they literally ended up doing that, and then that tied. They ended up being able to use that to as like a plot device for creating the transmetals that Hasbro mandated they introduce in season two. Huh. So I, the the, the writers were pretty much thinking on their feet throughout this entire series and. Uh, kudos to them. Kudos to them because it uh it all it doesn't feel like they were just winging it the entire time. But the, by the sounds of it they were. 
Sometimes it does. Well, sometimes, but in 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 the grand scheme of things, not it, it does. Like it feels like there is some kind of plan. It it feels cohesive. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah, I so found, also I found out that uh, the other day that uh, Larry Dottilio, one of the show, one of the two showrunners, uh, actually died back in 2019 of Parkinson's oh. disease. Oh, so well, rip in peace. Uh, yeah, rip in peace. You you did good. You did good, man. <laughs> uh, speaking of doing good, uh, Dinobot is having a bit of an exciting. He's having. Be? He's having a bit of an existential crisis where he's uh uh he he basically says like uh oh Megatron, your plan continues without the disc. Uh am I a maximal or a predacon? Do I want to betray my predacon heritage for these trans metal maximals? Which I thought was funny. Yeah. He specifically <laughs> pointed that out. It's like, oh well, I'd betray them for the maximals, but these trans metal maximals, that's a bit much. That's a different story. Yeah. If not, what would your reaction be? And he kind of stares at a 3D like like picture of uh, Megatron. And I'm like, why would he fucking care? So um, Optimus pops up on a vid window and uh, Dinobot like paranoidly like shields his like laptop. He's like, what? What? I wasn't doing anything. I was just uh, looking at porn <laughs> and optimus is like hey you need to command a mission get your get your butt to the the dinner table eh and he's like okay <laughs> take off yeah and so basically we cut to the mission and this is when my um my partner watching this with me she was like what has this show become <laughs> like it shows dinobot riding um, Rat Trap, which I thought was just like an emergency procedure on like that one episode, but I, I guess this is a normal thing now. And it's so weird because like they're moving at walking speed. Yeah. And I'm like, couldn't they be walking? Or do they do they do neither of them want to admit they like this? <laughs> because this is, this is kind of a uh, a step up for Rat Trap though, because like in season one, it was always him getting carried around by other people. Oh, yeah. It's so awkward. It's like an adult in a um, Power Wheels. Like, he's way too big to be like... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dinobot's way too big to be riding Rat Trap in this, like, beast mode? I guess it's not a beast mode anymore because he's a car. But it's way too big for him, but they they do that. Wheels. (laughs) Yeah. He's a hot rod. So they argue like they they do. Yeah, they and, are, uh, they Dinobots argue. in charge yeah. of this mission. Yeah, the the, the, the gist of what they're they're bickering about isn't even really important. It's uh, uh, rat trap and Dinobot stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Silverbolt shows up, and so I would just like to point out that every Maximal in this scene is voiced by Scott McNeil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, so call him, send everyone else home. He's he's got this episode covered. Yeah, he's got this. I, so I just imagine him in the uh, the recording booth, just like talking to himself, using three different voices. Yeah, he's got like three <laughs> scripts in front of him. 
Honestly, that that's probably actually what happened. It's probably easier to do lines like that than it is doing the individual ones. Maybe I uh no, for editing purposes he probably did them all separate. Uh uh, uh. Maybe some not. of the uh, some of the uh, aforementioned making of footage that I watched, uh, it did show the recording booths, and they did record together. Yeah, so he's probably talking to himself. Also, that's how you can gauge, um, make the conversations more realistic. If you're just reading off lines, it feels rigid, like a Bethesda game NPC. Right, right. Like they're just their their lines don't always match up with their tone. I saw so some mud like, crabs the other day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is it? Dragons? I used to be an adventurer like you. Bitch, I'm the dragonborn. You were not an adventurer like me. Anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, Silverbolt is all like, Commander, come in. Dinobot's like, report to your commander. And I'm like, wow, he's really uh, soaking it in, this mission. <laughs> Sorry, had to sneeze. Yeah. Anyways, basically, they go to check out the uh, the jamming radar dish thingy. Silverbolt has noble music that accompanies him. Yep. And as they're driving around, having a good old time with Silverbolt flying around, an ant bursts out of the ground. <laughs> Aha! A traitor and a rat! And, and he like, ant, ant tackles them. Yeah, I like how uh, Inferno... Yeah, so Inferno like pops out of the ground in uh, beast form. And I like how he just like lunges toward Rat Trap and then like uses his claws, his like mouth like pincher things to just like throw him up into the air. Yeah, tosses him aside. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he, he tries... tries to do the same to Dinobot, but comically smashes his head into a rock. Yeah, as Dinobot he, does a thirty-foot-high somersault. Yeah, and uh, Inferno transforms and open fi opens fire, and Dinobot pulls the old maximal maneuver, which is hide behind <laughs> a rock. But as we've seen before, Inferno can shoot rocks uh, away eventually. Yeah, his gun is powerful enough; it can blow chunks of rock apart. That's like an Omega-level weapon, right there. Right, can shoot through rocks. <laughs> Like, Holy shit. What are the Maximals gonna like? The Maximals have no uh, defense against that. Pack it up. <laughs> <laughs> the Beast Wars are over. The Beast Wars are over. <laughs> uh, uh, so, and yeah. A terrible Rat scene with Rat Trap and Quick Strike happens. Like, I thought we already did the Cowboy episode. Like, yeah, why is it still a thing? Yeah, Quick Strike shows up behind Rat Trap and is all like, "What in tarnation?" or some Quick Strike cowboy bullshit. Rat face, don't want to have to shoot you in the back. So Rat Trap puts his gun back at his side, and then yeah. instead of putting his hands up slowly, he like hovers his gun over his hand, over his uh, <laughs> Hovers his, his hand over his hand his hovers hand his over. hand over his gun and then kind of does like a, a quick draw and like turns and like kneels dodging yeah, he, like quick he does that shot. like 
he does that like west like western stereotype of like twiddling his fingers as his, he hovers his hand over his gun like he's about to draw yeah and i'm like i understand that quick strike has some like western like honor he doesn't want to shoot him in the back but if he goes for his gun he has to shoot him so there's like kind of like a a western like standoff and uh i get it but like we already did the western episode <laughs> uh as someone who actually really like like low-key really likes westerns uh even like i find this really tiresome Oh, I yeah, like Un- Unforgiven is like one of my favorite fucking movies, and this is a like his, this is this is a a Western maneuver he does the whole like spinning, doing one eighty, but taking a knee at the same time and like shooting, hip firing your gun like that. I I like it, but like I'll I'll do you one better, The him. Magnificent Seven. Oh, there there you go. It's it, it I put it in my top fifty probably. I don't know why I like films. Unforgiven. I haven't seen I like this since the Quick and the Dead as well. I really like the Quick and the Dead. Those are more modern um, uh, westerns, but yeah, I like a lot of the older westerns, like uh, Magnificent Seven, uh, The Wild Bunch, uh, the and I'm drawing a blank on any more right now. Hi ho, Silver! Away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh! Speaking of silver, silver fucks shit up for them later. <laughs> Silverbolt. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I ho, Silverbolt away. So yeah, Rat Trap draws his gun and quickly turns around and shoots Quick Strike. And Quick Strike goes off the cliff and uses his stupid little cobra head hand thing <laughs> to like try and grab on and. Rat Trap, instead of doing the honorable thing and like pulling him up, just shoots. Just yeah, shoots that, that, that tells the us the difference between those two right away. That loyalty and honor are two different things. And this episode kind of plays with that. I'll give it that. I'll give it that. Loyalty and honor are different things. And as we've seen in the past, Quick Strike isn't necessarily loyal. Right? Like he switched sides and joined the arachnids temporarily. Yeah. Um, until shit hit the fan. But he does have some sort of honor. He has a code. He has a code. We don't really know what that code is exactly yet, but. It's cowboy. Code of the cowboy. <laughs> the way of the samurai. But, uh, Rat Trap, uh, nope. He will fucking shoot you. <laughs> he yeah. will shoot you off the, the cliff. Yeah, so uh, uh, Inferno and Dinobot are uh, continuing their... Inferno what? runs out of ammo for once in his life. Oh, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, and uh, yeah, Silverbolt's like spots that Inferno is shooting at Dinobot behind the rock, from behind the rock, and Dinobot is like eye lasering and yeah, Inferno uh, runs out of ammo, like you said, and Dinobot's all like, fuck yeah, and then pulls out his uh, drill rapier and whirly tail. And is yeah, about getting to ready fuck... to fuck a bitch up. Yeah, I love get it. Ready, get ready but to fuck But we don't get shit. to see that battle, because no. Waspinator is here. 
so yes, the fourth character <laughs> in this show, voiced by Scott McNeil, shows up. And if uh, it weren't for um, Inferno, this would all just be. Yeah, he's like most of the cast in this episode. Yeah, Yeah. if not for if not for Inferno and (laughs) Quickstrike. So yeah, Waspinator shows up and shoots Silverbolt out of the sky, and Silverbolt comes tumbling down and crashes into Dinobot just as he's about to like knocking them, just as he's about to fuck up Inferno. Yeah, and he knocks them both out. They're just fucking both out cold. Yeah, that's such a trope now. And Dinobot has happened Im- before. Dinobot is immediately like after like Silverbolt like crashes into him, it's just like beast mode. And I'm like, really? You're that fucked up from that? Yeah, they've been shot before and they stay conscious. So maybe it's head trauma rather than than like it's internal damage. I don't know. Rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a weird exchange. Yeah, because Inferno's like, you've served the royalty well, Waspinator. Waspinator not serve. (laughs) Yeah. Waspinator rules. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Okay, okay there, Is this an episode where he tries to take over? No. No, Waspinator (laughs) just raises a fist in the air triumphantly. He likes to pretend that he's in charge of the Predacons. Yeah, he he thinks he's all that. I mean, he clearly is. He just took out two of the Maximals by himself. Good point. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Inferno's all like, I'll bring the traitor, you bring the Fusor. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, stop saying Fusor, people. (laughs) I don't like them. I don't like the fusors i kind of don't like the trans metals like i was like okay rat traps growing on me you know like i i'm i like his design i did from the very onset optimus shows up later holy i was reminded of how ugly the trans metals are when he shows up i like like, opt i like optimus other than his head yeah i like his body his body is cool i like the uh, especially his beast form is like beast mode. Transmetal beast mode looks really cool, and like I like the like hoverboard and th- shit. Oh yeah, yeah, like that. I think the 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 jet board is fucking rad. Yeah, but like I don't know why neither his robot form or his beast mode. I don't like the face. <laughs> don't like it. Yeah, I think the the blue chrome on his head looks really looks weird. weird. In it's his weird. beast form, and like his robot form head, I don't like the mouth. I don't like the fact. Oh, the little sharp teeth. Yeah, I don't yeah. like the fact that I don't like his nose. I don't like the fact that he doesn't have a faceplate anymore, and I oh, don't like yeah. the fact that his like helmet has fur. Oh, that's yeah. I it. I don't. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm happy to remind you. Yeah, well, we'll see it later. <laughs> so, fucking yeah. Inferno's like, I'll take Dinobot. Um, you, the Fusor, um, and Waspinator take Birdbot. And as uh, Inferno flies away, holding uh, the limp body of Raptorbot, 
Quick Strike says, that bot sure does talk peculiar. And then he spits in a platoon. A spittoon. And... <sighs> yeah, and uh, Waspinator is basically all like, Raptor bot heavy, help me, snake head, two head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Quick Strike is basically all like, I look like a pack bot to you, Varmint. Which is weird because the last episode. That's literally what he was literally, doing. Yes. He was literally <laughs> a pack bot. They were hauling like resources. Yeah. With a trail, like a trailer hitch, like to a, to a, a lookout. To yeah, they were, to, like, they were fucking out. towing cargo last episode. So, yes, you are a pack bot, you stupid. I don't like deck. it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I do like what um, Rat Trap does here. Yeah, so Rat Trap is Mickey Mousing behind the rocks. <laughs> um, and uh, he does a really bad quick strike impression. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a it, trick waspinator. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, if you want to <laughs> give it a shot, go I, ahead. I could tr- try. Yeah, he hi- He's got his little wrist doodad, and he pulls something out. A lot similar to the explosive device or the thermal devices he's used in the past. Yeah. In season one. This one's a little different. But he yells from behind a rock. The fuck does he say? He's like, hey, uh, bug eyes. (laughs) This here will help (laughs) you. But he laughs like Rat Trap. He's like, and I'm like, Dude, that didn't sound anything like Quick Strike. And so he throws it, and Waspinator picks it up, and is all like, "Er, how will this help?" You just uh, push the switch, you tin horn digit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you tin horn digit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when so... uh, Waspinator does, a pink mist comes out and sprays in Waspinator's face. Then some hilarious shit happens. He turns into a Looney Tune and goes bonkers. Yeah. His head oh, spins yeah. around and then he just falls forward. And Anybody listening like, remember, God, I, yes. remember oh, I, what I, I Roger Rabbit used to do when he'd drink alcohol? <laughs> That's oh, basically yeah. what happens to Watson yeah, in here. Yeah, yeah. I, he goes I, a little I bonkers. Yeah, you're, uh, I, I see it. You're onto something there. <laughs> <laughs> and then he falls over like passed out some sort of like poison or sleep spray or something and rat trap's like eh, i love that guy and i'm like yeah i like that friendly rivalry yeah and uh so we're back at the the predacon base and uh the predacons have dinobot whose texture looks He's in beast form in one of those um, like energy cage things. The t- his skin texture looks startlingly low res in this scene. Oh, oh, like, yeah, way lower res than usual. Oh yeah, weird. <laughs> something like, they, something weird happened there. Did they? Did Especially they when time? you look at everything else. Maybe well, just yeah. didn't render properly or. Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, because, like, Tarantulas and uh, uh, Megatron look great. 
it's phenomenal the amount of like reflective parts and the the different like matte versus reflectiveness of all the different like metal metallic parts they're made of and then it's you just that, see like ray playstation ray one era <laughs> dinobot yeah what he looks like is he looks like uh uh a character in cyberpunk whose texture hasn't fully loaded yet that's it <laughs> <laughs> so they just look like really low it looks like grand theft auto 3 npc Uh, on yeah. PlayStation 2. So, the Arachnids are holding him up. up. The, rhyme. <laughs> the Arachnids are holding him up, and Tarantulas has some stuff done. Do, do you remember that song, Roll Out? From, like, 2002? Roll Out. Uh, I think it was by Ludacris. Uh, uh, no, maybe uh, it was a pretty big song at the time. Uh, but uh, I I just remember there's like uh, this was shortly after the PS2 first came out, and there's one uh bit of the song where he's all like PlayStation Two up in the rhyme. Oh. Is that the music video where he had the big ass head? Boom! I... Boom! Yeah, it's got yeah, like really so. heavy bass. Dun, yeah, dun, dun, dun. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember. <laughs> so that's playing in the background, and they're about to like <laughs> torture Dinobot, <sighs> and he wakes up right before Tarantulas's creepy device like touches him, and. In like one, like a, a few, like raptor moves, he manages to take out all three arachnids and Inferno. He knocks them all over, and I'm like, dude, roll with that momentum, fuck them all up. Yeah, I can see why uh, Megatron would want this guy on his team. And indeed, he after he knocks everyone down, he transforms and pulls out his drill rapier and puts it to Megatron's chest. Yep. Impressive as always, but ultimately futile. Damage me, and, and you'll be scrapping a nano click. And it shows all <laughs> the um, the bugs behind him, like, cock their guns and aim them. And immediately when I was watching, I was like, oh, well, um, you're going to be caught in the crossfire, man. Yeah. Because they're all pointing their guns at you. And... Dinobot acknowledges that, so I was I was really pleased with that. Dinobot yeah. says, as might you be if your loyal troops open fire. But that would be a waste of two good Predacons. Predacon. <laughs> what? And then uh <laughs> what? <laughs> and then uh Dinobot uh takes a knee and offers Megatron his drill rapier, and I'm like, fucking dude, no. Don't. Yeah, what? I I don't. I don't get it. And all the bugs are like, hmm. And they lower their slowly lower their guns. And Megs is like, hmm, and narrows his eyes and skepticism. Jeez. And I'm like, why? I'm like, oh, I'm sure like it'll explain why this is happening like later. 
Yeah, so I guess we'll uh we'll see you later in the episode what I what I think about that. Yeah. We so, we brief we briefly cut back to uh to uh Rat Trap and Silverbolt and Rat Trap's basically like uh you go tell Optimus what happened. I'll go look for Chopper Face. Yeah. That is the gist of the scene. Besides, uh, I need you to fly past Meg's jamming curtain. I like then, that he calls him Megs. <laughs> speaking of Megs, uh, we're we're back. We're already back at the uh, the Predacon base, and uh, uh, Megatron is all like, "How do I know this isn't uh, just some uh, maximal ploy, or something mm-hmm. along those lines?" <laughs> and Dinobots or like some way to save your hide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dinobots just like, "Oh, you know me better than that." I thought I did, but then you betrayed me and joined Optimus Primal's side. I, yeah, we were supposed <laughs> to go to prom. You <laughs> bastard! <laughs> I loved you, damn it! <laughs> I had to take Pterosaur as my plus one. Where is he anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Where is that fool, Pterosaur? <laughs> and damn it, where's Scorpionock? They both seem to disappear around the same time. I need him to develop another cyber bee. It won't. That won't backfire at all. No. Get <laughs> <laughs> it to backfire because it landed on my back? Anyways. <laughs> Two out of ten. <laughs> Two out of ten. Um. Uh, I'm very very low energy right now, so. <laughs> uh, oh, my joke was two out of ten. I mean, no. <laughs> um, basically, Dinobot explains, "Hey, Megs, I thought you led us to the wrong planet, and that you betrayed me." And he says to Dinobot, "What was it? Uh, Treachery keeps the wits sharp." Look, look, Megs, I was really, really hurt when I found out that you had been texting Scorponok behind my back. <laughs> and uh, I, I just couldn't deal with that. I needed that. some space. And then, you, uh, and then you had him cross-country missile me. Like, how do you think add, I'd feel, man? To, to, to add insult to injury. So, you know, I, I was hurt. But, you know, <laughs> it's been 31 weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm over it. <laughs> And so uh, I, I, I'm looking to, to, you know, give this another chance, you know, like give, give love it another chance. Come on. What's the worst that could happen? And then the most perplexing shit happens in the world. I could not have <laughs> guessed this. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I know about. exactly what so, you're talking about. So TL- Megatron, Megatron decides that the best way to prove to, oh, and, uh, uh, they bicker about how easy it is to change. Um, yeah, yeah. Dinobot, Dinobot changes his activation code back to terrorize, even though he never says terrorize in this episode. No, he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> so and tarantula, Tarantulas points out that, uh, uh, oh, that's easy. Anyone can change their activation code at will. And I'm like, thank you. At least someone acknowledged that. He's like, here, let me check his programming. And Megs is like, uh, or Dinobot's like, you wish. 
And Manx is like, oh, I don't think I want anyone messing around with Dinobot's head. Especially you, Tarantulas. And <laughs> nor, I'm like, would, nor would Dinobot. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no shit. And yeah, so the, so the perplexing shit is that like Megatron is all like, well, to prove that you are a loyal Predacon, I will have you battle another one of my Predacons to the death. <laughs> to the prove, death? Prove you're a Predacon by killing one of my Predacons. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I was expecting like, <laughs> oh, you have to go on a reconnaissance mission and get the other disc. Right? Yeah, that, that should have been the first. Like, I was really expecting that. Go yeah. bring me both of the discs and you'll be allowed back. Right? Yeah. Because at this point, the Maximals don't know he's defected. The Maximals also don't know that he has the discs. Oh, yeah, good point. So, easiest mission ever. <laughs> yeah. Nope. They say, how about a Predacon challenge, as if this is a regular thing. And Quick Strike volunteers, thanks to some coaxing by uh, Black Arachnia. Sugarbot. Sugarbot, yeah. And uh, she puts a claw on Quickstrike's shoulder, and she's like, I bet Quickstrike can show, can uh, give you a run for your money. How about it, Sugarbot? She calls him Sugarbot to manipulate him. And I'm like, he's twice as big as him, and he doesn't have stupid arms. <laughs> Quickstrike's left arm is like a weird like bundle of like scorpion legs that don't really do anything, and his right arm is a cobra. Yep. And he's actually really tiny. Like, he's actually the smallest Predacon right now. I don't know if you've noticed that. He's smaller than um, Black Arachnia. Yeah. He's wider than her, but not as tall. Well, I guess that explains his his bad attitude. He's got small man (laughs) syndrome. Or everyone else is just a fucking giant since they got rid of Pterosaur and Scorpion. (laughs) (laughs) And, um... Black Arachnia has some sort of like heels in her robot form. Yeah. And so they're basically it's a gladiator fight to the death to prove Dinobot is a Predacon. Yeah. And it's called a Predacon challenge. And that's so weird. Like you and I had just discussed, I know we already just briefly dropped this, but why wouldn't a test of his loyalty be, hey, you bring me back both the golden discs. We're even. Yeah, you or stole. Take you out stole one of them. You stole Something my. Like that. You stole my golden discs. Like, give them back. Then you or, can. Then you can rejoin. Bring them back and, um, like you know, like take out one of the the Maximals. Like something like that. Yeah. Not what fight if, another Predacon. Yeah. To the death, especially. Like, why would you want? Why would you want to lose? manpower i don't get that like sure you're disjointed like sure like trading quick strike for dinobot is like a hell of a trade yes please but (laughs) but but, from a still standpoint that's dumb as shit yeah like i do like (laughs) go ahead no it's yeah it's just it it's fucking it's weird it's dumb it's bad Anybody, come on, like, we're cynical, but, like, that doesn't make any sense. I do like Megatron, oh, whipping around, um, Dinobot's drill rapier, (laughs) like a riding crop. 
<laughs> I like this thing. I think I'll hold on to it. Like he gestures with it a lot in this episode. <laughs> so Dinobot has to fight Quick Strike, and the first thing he does after Megatron is like, now fight. Oh, by the way, they're in the lava pits outside the ship. And he transforms into his beast mode. The transformation is cool. He always comes out like roaring, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, Dinobot. It was very noticeable this time. Yeah, Dinobot, uh, I, I've said uh, many times before on this show, but uh, Dinobot has my, my, I think, the coolest transformation sequence. It's very noticeable in this part. I like it. They take, they take their time, too. They, like, slowed it down a bit, this yeah. transformation. So he comes out roaring and screaming as a velociraptor, and I'm like, what? He leaps at Quick Strike, and Quick Strike dodges and he says i'm faster than you thought fossil face and yeah. dumb shit happens he fires his cobra arm green poison cannon and dinobot dodges with ease like like dodging dodgeballs in like pe class right and the shots hit and like take out of commission like temporarily um black arachne and tarantulas <laughs> they're just like poisoned and like paralyzed and they fall to the ground and Megatron's like ha 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 this is getting quite amusing and I'm like technically Dinobot could strategically take them all out right here but does he? no no no. no. I'm gonna TLDR because uh, he is maximal no more yeah Apparently. so guess who wins Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to skip over. I'll just mention this. They have that uh, that trope where energy blasts. They have an energy blast duel between Dinobots' yeah. eye lasers and Quick Strikes like Cobra Cannon. Yeah, I I hate that shit. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I like eye lasers, but you that's it, that's a Dragon Ball will... Z move. One thing I will point out about eye lasers, though, is uh, Dinobot like obviously gets the upper hand in this fight, and he unleashes for the first time, first time a ever, constant eye laser beam directly at Quick, Quick Strike. Strike. Like While so far, we've ground. we've only ever seen him like burst fire the eye lasers. Like as soon as he hits something, like they'll like get blown back and the eye blown lasers back will, a bit. Yeah. Yeah, will will disengage. But this is the first time he's actually like fired them and held a constant beam. Yes, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I'm like, like screaming as he's like burning. I'm like, can we see more of this? Yeah. Can I, I, I like do it. this more? <laughs> and in, indeed when he finally pulls his eye lasers like back, Quick Strike is like semi conscious and like smoking and like burnt to shit he's like all scorched i liked it uh and yeah so megatron throws him the riding crop um <laughs> <laughs> the the drill rapier whip uh, him it, whip him good finish him <laughs> and yeah. i'm like he's a predicon <laughs> why does he need to finish him i really hate him what can i say <laughs> I hate that stupid accent, and he won't stop saying what in tarnation all the time. What is a tarnation anyway? <laughs> so uh, Dinobot... Whatever um, these tarnations are, I don't like them. No. And I don't like him. 
These so kill him. Oars. Kill him. Do it however you want. Here's your sword back. <laughs> kill um, him so so I don't hear the word tarnation or fusor ever again. Yes. <laughs> Those are two words I would like to live without. <laughs> uh, so Dinobot says, well, hold up. He's a good fighter. Under my training, he'll serve us well. And Megatron is actually like, oh, okay. And I'm like, really? I thought there'd be a dispute right there. But he's just well, like... Well, good point. Perhaps yeah, He's just like, perhaps you're right. Huh? Okay. <laughs> like, he, he wasn't really too serious about his order to kill him. A small price to pay for hearing the words Tarnation and Fusors again. <laughs> and uh, he's like, Inferno, aid Quickstrike, tend to his wounds. And Inferno's like, yes, my queen, and marches away. And Dinobot is like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not aware you've given yourself a new title. <laughs> Which, when I was watching this episode a few days ago, that made me laugh. It, that's, that's the only funny part in the, the episode. <laughs> and he's like, the ant has some <clears throat> faulty programming. <clears throat> Anyways. <laughs> now down to brass tacks, motherfucker. Where are my golden discs? You stole them from me. Give them back. Yep. And he's like, well, I gave one to Rhinox, and I buried the other one. Right. Yeah, I was wrong. The, Sorry, the Maximals... he gave the alien disc to Rhinox, and the golden disc he buried. Yeah, Yeah. so the, the Maximals knew that he had one of the discs. They didn't know that he had both of them. So I was wrong when I said that they didn't know that he had stolen right. the disc. They because he buried the other one and brought the other one back to base. But that it's okay for us to th have thought that because remember he hid it. He hid it behind his back to not show Rat Trap. It never showed us. It never showed him showing Rhinox, did he? No, I don't think so. So I think he's lying maybe yeah i think he hit it in that he put it where in the, gun uh, in the gun rack that came down yeah yeah he's never ever mentioned that he even got one of them to one of the maximals so either the writers had something happen off screen or he's lying yeah we'll find out in the next couple episodes or never <laughs> unfortunate and the other <laughs> Hidden buried. from both sides. Yeah, I Where? buried it under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> you would you wouldn't find it. Uh, yeah. I'll so, get it for you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so Megatron's all like, uh, is all like, I want it back. I went through a lot of trouble to steal that maximal relic. Get it to me. And yeah, he's like, all right, I'll I'll, I'll get it for you tomorrow <laughs> which i love that yeah what a weird exchange and he turns his back on him and he's like no i want i want the golden disc now it was so, like it, it was a weird power move on dinobots part right L like like yeah i'll get it for you in my own time motherfucker just sit back yeah it is and he's like no you're going to get it for me now and like I kind of get it because, like, I am a person who does power moves like that sometimes. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. 
Where it's like, if I really don't want to do something, but like someone is telling me that like I have to, I'll just be like, yeah, okay, like I'll I'll do it, but like I'm gonna do it when I'm good and fucking ready. I'll do it on my terms. Yeah. That's another theme of the episode is um individual like individual motivation. Like I, I feel like Dinobot struggles with what he wants. And he ha- he's blinded by victory so much so that he's never really thought about what he wants so much as he's just thought about winning. He wants so, to conquer and rule. So... As nebulous as that is. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, uh, we got, we got Rat Trap. And I feel, I feel like they're, like, this might be the writers, uh, finally realizing that Dinobot's whole motivation of conquer and rule is extremely vague and nebulous. Uh, yeah. So we got Rat Trap, it's nighttime now. And Rat and Dinobot's like, I'm missing. <laughs> I'm missing m- Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Megatron's like, deal Damn with it. it. Damn it, I was gonna get those discs for you tomorrow because I need because it's 7:30 and Monday <laughs> WWF Raw is gonna be on in 30 minutes. Make it snappy. And so <laughs> Rat Trap uses infrared vision and his eyes turn a, a darker shade. And he zooms in and you know he sees a black and white. This is so awkward. Dinobot is being held by the shoulders by in his robot form be by beast mode Megatron and he awkwardly has his arms up in the air as if he's a raptor even though he's in his robot in his robot form yeah and it's just so weird and like the the thrusters like they should be burning Dinobot because he's underneath uh, whatever he's awkwardly flying him there oh I just noticed in the bottom right of the um, point of view shot from Rat Trap there's a little cheese icon (laughs) I didn't (laughs) notice that I didn't notice that either he's got a little radar on the top right and a little cheese icon on the bottom right he's always looking for cheese I guess he's yeah it's on his HUD he must always be looking for cheese unfortunately for him humans haven't invented it yet because uh, guess humans aren't alive yet. Well, or at least civilized humans. Well, that's how humans invent Limburger. They uh they they discover the uh they, they discover an ancient tablet that was carved with a <laughs> recipe that was carved by Rat Trap four million years ago. Holy shit! He took he took um destiny into his own hands. Yep. He's I'd hate to live in a future where there's no Limburger. <laughs> No, I've never had Limburger. I don't think I have either. I just know it's smelly. Yeah, I was going to say, I've heard it's smelly. I like blue cheese. I I like a lot more things. Um, Like, all my tastes changed in my, like, late 20s, early 30s. I love blue cheese now. I don't like, I still don't like blue cheese. I I get a really, like, fizzy sensation on my tongue whenever I eat it. Mm. And I just, I just can't, uh. I, I just can't get past that. I don't mind the flavor. It's the it's the fizziness that I get. Oh, weird. Huh. Yeah. 
it it is weird. Like like I I everyone I've talked to who likes uh 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 who likes blue cheese is like really that that's strange. Like I don't get that. I'm like I wish I didn't get that because I like blue cheese. Otherwise, it's just the 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 fizziness on my tongue that I get from it. Huh. It's unpleasant. Speaking of unpleasant. Dinobot has to uh, retrieve the golden disc at this like mountain top. Yep. And uh, he he grabs it and he turns it to the camera so that we can see. And it actually says the sounds of Earth. Yeah. On the backside, confirming that it is exactly the um, the um, golden record, the Voyager golden record. Yeah. Um launched on the Voyager uh 1977, oh, my friend. I was just going to look that up. I thought it was 78. But I was close. Voyager yeah, Pro. Golden Golden Records. Our two phonograph records. Oh, maybe that's it. The golden discs are just the different Voyager records. The different golden discs. No, because one's alien. Right, right. One's alien. Yeah. Voyager 1 and Voyager 2. And Voyager 1 was launched in 1977. The year of Star Wars. Oh. Well, in about 40,000 years, Voyager 1 will pass relatively, in quotes, um, close to another star soon. So, Well, in 300 years, it is going to become an energy cloud named V'ger and will encounter the crew of the USS Enterprise in Star Trek <laughs> The Motion Picture. Sorry, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Uh, what happens to it at the end of the episode? Well, it was a movie. Um, Sorry, a movie. Uh, what happens? Like, is I, it just non-existent? I've never seen it. Uh, you no, know, it it ended up like it ended up going through like a, a like a black hole and like coming out like somewhere in deep space. Uh, where like the laws of physics were different, and it started like learning, and uh, oh, and yeah, it ended up becoming yeah. like this big like. Okay, it, I have seen that. Yeah, it ended up becoming like this big right. like ener- energy cloud that was like floating through the cosmos that had its own like it somehow gained sentience. Yeah, or in a, a some yeah yeah wow yeah yeah basic sentience, but um. Sapiens, I guess. Um, yeah, the 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 crew of the Enterprise encounters it, and uh, V'ger puts this like uh, android chick on the ship. And I don't know. I haven't seen the movie since I was a teenager, so it's not one of the good Star Trek movies. It's interesting. <laughs> I, I I should revisit it because like I, I think I think it has some interesting uh, ideas in it from what I remember, but. That's the thing I liked about the original series, is that you, it's not like every episode was a banger, but at least they made you made you think. 
I've actually I've been rewatching through Next Generation slowly over the course of the past year, and I'm actually almost done now. Finally. Oh, you and another friend are have both been doing that the past year. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Next Generation. Uh, it it's actually funny because where I am now, or for the past like little while watching it, where where I've been. Because I'm, at, I think I'm just about done season six now, and from about like late season four, I started actually remembering the episodes really well because I was watching them as they originally aired when I was a kid, like when I was like six and seven years old. Huh. And so, like, I could be watching an episode, and I'll be like, "Oh, if the episode begins this way, then oh, it's it's the episode about the blah blah." And then, like, the thing that I'll will have been thinking of will happen, like, in the cold open. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, here we go. <laughs> it is this episode. Yeah, have a, a rough idea of each one. But as soon as as soon as soon you start seeing it, yeah, you recognize it. Well, it, it's actually shocking to me just how vividly I remember uh, the, the episodes in the later seasons. Like, f- just from watching them, like, when I was, like, seven years old wild i barely remember anything before i was 10 <laughs> like i like i i remember these episodes so vividly and i'm like yeah i haven't watched these in like 25 years no more than 25 years <laughs> almost 30 years i haven't speaking watched these of, episodes. speaking of uh 25 years i i don't barely remember this episode or the ones that follow on beast wars i mean yes um i don't know uh, why, I kind of remembered this episode. I don't kind re- of. I remember Dinobot like flip flopping back and forth, and it being even as a kid, I thought that was a weak plot point. the The next episodes coming up, uh, uh, next week's episodes are a two parter that involves uh, our favorite aliens coming back again. I, I I don't know if I've seen them. Like I said it, to you before, th- this is where it gets nebulous, and I I barely remember. So we'll see. I'm I'm sure it'll be as gr- great as the rest of season two has been. <laughs> <laughs> it's also like it's kind of wild to me that like apparently the season two is regarded as being the best season of the show. Uh by the yeah, majority. The, at the end of the episode, I I want to briefly mention that after we give it our rating. Right. But yes. Uh, unless it gets like a f- hell of a lot better, season two has been pretty disappointing. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, from what I've yeah, seen I online, is that is that like see like people seem to regard season two as being the best season of the show, hell. and I'm like, so far, no, <laughs> no, definitely not so far. Season two definitely had, or season one definitely had like its misses, but like I haven't seen an episode of this season that has even come close to like the best episodes of season one so no. far. <laughs> N- no, agreed. So, but, uh, Dinobot, sad to jump back into it, Dinobot gives Megatron the golden disc, the, de- the, the one they stole from the Maximals originally. Right. And um, Megatron is like, oh, excellent. 
With this little bauble, we will write a new chapter in the history of our race. And he kind of puts it away in some sort of, like, disc-like tray that he has in his back. Oh, and Dinobot's like, or destroy it. Yeah, he he slides it into, like, one of the... uh... Uh, like one of like where behind like his shoulder where like it's like the part of his beast mode that has his like hip like thrusters yeah but like there, there's some sort like of. kind of like compartment that the disc just slides into yeah disc um disc reader a disc tray a cd play he puts it in the cd player in his back <laughs> he slides it in a in a cd player would it be funny if like they were actually like really all small, but we just don't have any frame of reference. And like that's actually just the normal size of a normal CD. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, my my back is a five disc changer. Yes, I can listen to all five of the most recent Celine Dion albums. What can you do, Optimus? I. C- I can listen to Big Shiny Tunes 1, 2, 3, and Much Dance 96 and 97. Much music and shiny tunes. (laughs) (laughs) Big Shiny Tunes 1, 2, and 5. Everyone knows (laughs) that 3 and 4 were shit. (laughs) Oh, those are fighting words. Oh, shit. I I can't recall any of them. I three just know that like some people love certain ones and some people hate certain ones. Uh, two, three, and four are my favorite uh, Big Shiny Tunes CDs. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what was on any of them. Well, I have a torrent of all of them. Oh, wow. Don't mean to break, but... <laughs> uh, Cheers. Yeah, so Dinobot, in a rather contemplative like moment... He's staring at the full moon, and he's like, I guess, either way, I will know the truth at last. And he's saying this to himself. Like, we hear his voice in a whisper. Right. But his mouth isn't moving. He's he's thinking. He, he's thinking this. And I think this is the first time the show has ever let us hear what one of the Transformers are thinking. I think it may have done it with Dinobots. Oh, not including like dream sequences or or anything. Maybe. No, I, I just I think, found it interesting. Uh, I feel like there's been at least like one other scene with Dinobot where he's like briefly narrated. Uh like had like brief like voiceover narration without Yeah. Staring off in the horizon or something like that. Yeah, staring at the moonlight. In beast form. Something quoting, like that. As it, rains, as it rains. As it rains. Lightning strikes the background. Yeah, so Megatron is like, I assure you, all will happen as I have calculated. Not that you'll be around to witness it. And he's about to, like, as Dinobots. <laughs> yeah, as like, Dinobot is, uh, as his back to, back to Megatron. Megatron is, like, winds up as, and is about to, like, dick slap him with his dick tail. 
Yeah, not that that will be any of your concern, bitch. And before he smacks Dinobot, uh, Rat Trap steps out from behind a rock. Yep. Looks like I got here just in time. Wrong, as usual. And he eye lasers Rat Trap. Shit. No, right. Dinobot. No, Dinobot. You, come on. And uh, Megatron stands up as if he wasn't just about to fucking clobber Dinobot from behind. He's like, welcome home, Dinobot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. It's like, you were you were just about to, like, like, thwap him in the back of the head. And now you're just all like, oh, my son. <laughs> My loving oh, son. I've missed you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I love you too, father. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Megatron walks over to a uh, fucking rat trap and points his dick laser. I mean, his tail laser <laughs> thing. Adam, you have me saying it now. I don't uh, even think it looks like a wiener. Uh, I think Dick Laser is the new uh, <laughs> is the new official too much energon name for that Dick weapon. Dick Laser. <laughs> <laughs> and Dinobot, we can clearly see that he he doesn't actually want to cause the Maximals any harm because he's like, well, we should go because Rat Trap might have backup coming. Yeah, and uh, uh, to to kind of like gloss like summarize this scene, basically Megatron is all like. Finish uh, him. Yes. Kill the Maximal Rat Trap. Yes. Call it a final test of loyalty. And Dinobot, uh, like, clearly doesn't want to do it, but, uh... But, uh, Dinobot, uh, yeah, he kind of hangs his head and then, like, grabs out his drill rapier and puts it to, uh... Turns it, like, upside down as to, like, go and, like, stab Rat Trap. Yeah, Basically. like holding it with both with a hand over his head to make a stabbing motion rather than a thrusting motion. Yeah, and rat and, trap, rat yeah. traps just all like I always knew he was a stinking prid. And yeah, I, I and like I like Dinobot there. Yeah, they're, they're like the the cameras like uh, switching back and forth between them, just like looking at each other, and like Dinobot's eyes are twitching. Oh, and I'll I'll watch this more closely. It's a cool detail because, like, you can actually like you can see that Dinobot is like, oh this yeah, is really, I caught this it is now. Yeah, this is really hard for him. And anybody watching along with us or that knows the show in general, Dinobot is probably closest with Rat Trap. They bicker and butt heads, but they have similar personalities in that. They might have their flaws, but they're they're both proud and they're both competent. And they acknowledge other people's strengths. So yeah, it it seems like Rat Trap like looks away after he says, Oh, I always knew you as a pred. But then he brings his eyes back and like stares into Dinobot's eyes. And I'm like, man. And Dinobot clearly can't do it. His eyes are like like I said, twitching. yeah, his, his eyes are like twitching, yeah. and he's like kind of baring his teeth. Like this is this is this is tearing him apart. And then you, can, you can see it. So, like, props to the animator. It. Prop, props oh, yeah. to the animators here. Like, ten out of ten. Great job. Yeah, like they're 
like you're conveying you're, all that emotion with such little dialogue. Yeah, like you're you're actually seeing like the the pain on Dinobot's face in this scene. This is the best scene in the entire episode, I think. Yes. And he kind of just lowers his sword and knows he can't do it. And um, Dinobot kind of just knows that something's going to come from Megatron, right? Like, he, he can't bring himself to do it. And yeah. um, But instead of just, you know, like, wallowing or whatever, as he's about to get dick slapped from behind, Dinobot turns around and, like, ha-ha! Like, they, they meet blades. They, yeah. They're testing their metal. They have, like, a little duel. And uh, Dinobot's like, uh, your ambition has driven you insane, Megatron. Uh, you yeah. will destroy both Maximal and Predacon, and those who came before. Oh, those who came before. Autobots Wait. and Decepticons? Maybe? Those who came before. How would he destroy them? Is that implying there's some even further time travel in could be. Evolved? Huh. Hmm. Well, well, we'll find out. Yeah. I'm very interested. Uh, yeah, so uh, Megatron is all like, Well, then return to your Maximals, if they'll have a stinking traitor like you. Yeah. Bitch. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Screw you guys, just... I'm going home. Maybe I can catch the rest of Raw. Good <laughs> luck trying to see any of it at the Maximal base. <laughs> they they only have satellite. We have fiber optic. Shears. And a DVR in every room. So I won't miss a thing. <laughs> Later. And he flies off. And so uh, Optimus and Silverbolt show up, and uh, I thought here, like, Rattrap was going to cover for Dinobot, but no, he doesn't That's what at I all. thought. Yeah. Because right now, nobody knows that he's had that, except Rattrap, that he's had a little back and forth in his loyalty. Yeah, so I thought Rattrap was going to be like, hey, you know, you could have killed me and you could when you had the chance, but you didn't do it. Right? That's what I thought. And so I, but he's we're, like, we're, oh, we're just, old we're just gonna, face. We're, we're just gonna keep this little, this little uh, infraction of yours uh, between us. But instead, he right because he gave him mercy and decided to change sides. Yeah, but instead, he's like, oh, old butt, like Raptor butt over here decided to play Predacon again, and I'm like, dude, I, yeah. Good point. I never thought about that. Fucking rat. He is a fucking rat. <laughs> uh, maybe it's a, a lo an honor thing. I, I don't know. But man, oh, Jesus, I don't like Optim. I don't like the Transmetals, man. Only Rat Trap looks okay. Um, Rat Trap and... Sorry, Rat Trap in both of his forms looks okay, and Megatron in his robot form, minus the dick arm, look okay. I Otherwise, like I don't like Cheetor. any of them. I like Cheetor. I like Transmetal Cheetor in his robot... Sorry, in his beast mode, but not his robot form. There's something about his nose that I don't jive with. Yeah, that's fair. 
Not as bad as Mega. Not as bad as Optimus Primal's <laughs> robot nose, though. But that's a that's a tale for another day, because we don't see it in this one. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, we don't see him in uh, robot form in this episode. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, and so uh, Optimus is like, "What?" And Silverbolt is all like, "How could you? Your honor." My honor is Predacon honor. Right. I am a Predacon. Rawr. I'm a Predacon. <laughs> yeah, and he kind of turns his back on the, the others, and he kind of just stares off into like the stars as he's talking to them. You could tell he's kind of ashamed because he's like, uh, well, I, I'm a Predacon. Yeah. And he's all like, Megatron is close to achieving like a great some, victory, a, a great victory. And I was foolish to think that I wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. But now, uh, uh, now I, I want to, to fight along your side to bring Megatron down. And, and if you will not beast wars. and win the beast wars. And if you will not have me, then I will fight Megatron alone, which I'm like, good on you, Dinobot. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? I I fucked up. If you won't have me, I'll I'll fuck Megatron up on my own. But and <sighs> Optimus kind of just is silent. And um, Silverbolt speaks up. The only good thing he's ever said on the show so far, right? Like he's mostly just has like like Paladin dribble. <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah, like, he's... well, I was a Predacon once. And you gave me a chance, and I'm like, uh, that's different, bro. That you is different to thinking you were a Predacon, and you realized that they were dicks, and you bailed. Also, I know what's gone back and forth a couple times. I, now. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say, it. and it's also different because like Dinobots already had a chance. He was given a yeah. chance in Beast Wars Part Two. Yeah, it so is he's, very different. So he he's had his chance, and he fucked it up. So like, Optimus, yeah, like I'd say like bring him back, but definitely keep him at arm's reach from now on. <sighs> but that that would breed contempt. It's it's all or nothing. I I'm the I'm I I I have a different approach. It's all or nothing. You either act like this day didn't even happen, or right. you cut him loose. Well, right? cuz if you treat him like a half member, now you're just going to alienate him further. Fair. Uh I am a per I'm a person who has like fiendish trust issues. <laughs> so I I if, so, if you, I, you, so this episode hurts your soul is what you're saying. Uh, I I would have a very very hard time ever trusting Dinobot ever again after this. Well, e indeed Optimus is mostly silent and after listening to Silverbody, contemplates for a moment, and he's like, "Rat trap." And as if he doesn't like being um, put on the spot, Rat trap is like, "Oh, for booting up cold." You know how I feel about this lizard breath. You can't trust him. We haven't heard him say that for a while. Yeah. Oh, for booting up cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We haven't, but he has said it at least a couple times. I think once, once or twice. He's like, you can't trust Lizard Breath. And he, he said smells that, bad. He he said that in Beast... Uh, he said that a couple of times in Season 1, but 
Uh, yeah. The first time he said it was in Beast Wars too. He was all like, "Ah, for booting up cold, you yeah. ain't gotta believe a Predacon, are you?" <laughs> oh right, yeah. In regards to Dinobot, apparently he like he can only use this phrase as it pertains to Dinobot. Yeah, for crying out loud! And they, oh, then there's the teeth. <laughs> Don't even get me started on the teeth. Have you seen him eat? And I'm like, uh, I'm with you on that. When he flicks <laughs> like bits of Dino Clone out of his mouth, <laughs> have you seen him eat? <laughs> and uh, Dinobot gets kind of defensive, and he's like, "By the pit, how much of this drivel must I endure?" And I'm like, "Dude, like you're not really in the 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 position here to be lashing out." It's it's just a back and forth thing between him and Rat Trap. It shows that not much has changed. And indeed, Rat Trap even like puts his hands up and he's like, "Yeah, all right. I guess I've kind of gotten used to him." And he smiles. And Optimus smiles. And Optimus looks at Dinobot and he's like, "Well, you better change your activation code back." And I'm like, Optimus, how did you even know that he his activation code was Predacon? That is a very good point. How would he know? He just got here. Yeah. Bizarre. He's and like you said, he's never even said terrorize. No. So that whole like, oh, anyone can change their activation code was like oh, oddly pointless. See? Yeah. Much like Optimus magically knowing. Maybe when you scan people, they register as Predacon or Maximal. But again, why would that be useful if you can just change it on a whim? Anyways, yeah. Inobot says, I'm grateful, and um, he lowers his head and kind of reboots. Yeah. And launches Maximal OS. <laughs> again. Yeah, he, he traded in his uh he, he traded in his uh his Android and has gone back to iPhone. <laughs> he begrudgingly goes back to iPhone. <laughs> And uh, yeah, he said, tells Optimus that he has something of great importance to discuss with him. And Optimus, fucking bafflingly, is just all like, oh, later, it can wait. Back to base. Yeah, we, we and, can talk about that back at base. And I'm like... Yeah. He just said it was of great importance. Like, maybe you should, like, you know, take five to listen. Like, what's the difference if you just, like hang out here for another five minutes and listen to what Dinobot has to say. You just hung out and spoke for five minutes anyway. Yeah. And then Optimus jumps on his like skyboard, his jet board, and takes off. And so does Silverbolt. He takes to the skies. And I'm like, shouldn't you all go back together? Like, Predacons have like assaulted you at this exact locate. Oh no, that was a different mountaintop. Like, guys, <laughs> travel in groups, maybe? And they fuck off, and it essentially leaves uh, Dinobot and Rat Trap by themselves. And Rat Trap, being awfully nice, by the way, uh, in his beast mode, he's like, Maximal Taxi, on the way home! You yeah. need a ride, big guy? <laughs> and Dinobot's like... So, I am to be punished after all. <laughs> he like awkwardly like hoists himself back up on on Rat Trap. And I'm yeah. like, okay, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, we we, we got the dialogue was well written. We we got to end this like 
relatively heavy episode with some levity. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I truly am being punished, and he awkwardly crawls on top of him, and Rat Trap's like, you know, I thought you were really gonna scrap me back there. How come you didn't? And uh, I like this line, because I had mentioned earlier, oh, it's about Dinobot doing things on his own terms, not being ordered to do it. You said that you kind of it's like a power play. I don't think it's a power play. I think it's a, a like an a, like a pride thing almost. Not right. that either of those are bad, right? But what Dinobot says here is after, "Oh, I thought you were going to scrap me." He's like, "Well, consider that a rehearsal for the real moment. A moment I will choose." And that's the thing. Yeah. I don't think he would have taken out Rat Trap on his own accord, but He's saying, oh, that, that was a rehearsal for when the real like time comes. A time that I will choose. And it's more important for Dinobot to have his free will yeah, than it is to follow orders blindly. That's fair. I, uh, I vibe with that. Yeah. And I don't think that he wants to take him out or he's like, he, he's just he's just poking fun back and forth with rat trap but yeah when he said that line i was like huh i i really like that you know if he's gonna go down or if he's gonna take someone else it needs to all be on his his terms and uh they start rolling out and rat trap is like glad to have you back roll out (laughs) glad to have you back Dinobot. And Dinobot Dinobots riding him awkwardly. And they start going downstairs. There's stairs to this mountaintop <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> and uh, he's like, the maybe pleasure Ow is all yours, Ugh, vermin. As they like awkwardly like bounce down these stone steps. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, why didn't you guys just walk down? You're going so slow. <laughs> you have legs. Yeah. Maybe it's like more fun to drive around. I yeah, well, go kart it's, it's funner. Well, yeah, like you were saying earlier, like they 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 don't they just don't want to admit that they 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 like this dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> and that that's it. They, that's... they awkwardly roll down the stairs. <laughs> That's how yep. the episode ends. Thank God this is the end of the episode. So here on uh, Too Much Energon, we review episodes of Beast Wars on the Too Much Energon scale, which is a three-point scale that ranges from not enough Energon, which is anything from the worst of the worst to not that great, to sufficient Energon, which is anything from, eh, it's all right, to eh, pretty good. To uh, too much Energon, which is anything from oh, that's a pretty great episode to literally the best episode ever. Cal, what do you rate Maximal No More? That's getting an <coughs> well, wow. <coughs> Excuse me, Jesus. Apparently, that episode left a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, it's getting a not a not enough Energon for me. Yeah. Uh, same from you. Uh, 
I'm kind of dancing around between. Well, <clears throat> while you're thinking, dan- yeah, I I'm giving it a like I said. There's some contemplative moments. I really like the moment between um, <clears throat> Dinobot and Rat Trap when he lowers his blade and he can't bring himself to kill him. But the episode, the the plot points that brought us to that point feel so forced. Yeah, I don't... It doesn't feel smooth, and it doesn't feel like something Dinobot would do. I Yeah, the, the central like conflict of the episode is uh, predicated on Dinobot defecting and going back to the Predacons. And I don't really think that that's developed very well. Like his no. motivate, his motivate, like it kind of comes out of nowhere, and his motivations are very uh, vague. Like it, they're very whimsical at best, and which they, is yeah, which is which is very like that's not how we've seen him behave in the past. Like he's always been a very like calculated character, and he said in. Beast, like the beginning of season one, Beast Wars part one and two, um, he's joining the side that he believes will win. Yeah. Uh, considering the Maximals, right? Right. So you could argue, oh, well, that that's in line with his motivation in this episode. Except we've had a season and a half to show how Dinobot has changed. Yeah, he's say he's the most lot. well-developed character on the show right now. Yeah. He has changed. You've seen him learn lessons with Optimus, right? How you always need a friend, like the whole like um that episode where the stupid plant launches something on his back, the yeah. the cyber bee one, right? Y- you need an ally to watch your back. You you need you can't do everything on your own. Y- you've seen him grow with the the other Maximals. So this it's so weak. And if it had described his motivations a little better, I'd be on board. Right. And I understand having one foot out the door. Like, he's like, uh, maybe I want to rejoin the Preds because, like, I, I, I am a Predacon originally. Like, I, I can't fight that. I, I need to fight. I, I want to win. I, it's who I am, right? It's like his heritage. But then yeah. he pulls back and... If it was a two-episode arc that was better written, I'd be right up there. I'd be like, wow, these were emotional moments. But the emotional moments in this episode are forced, which pulls me away from a middle-of-the-road rating to a not-enough-energon. Like I said, I like those moments. I, I love Dinobot and Rat Trap. You, you could even say they've grown, because forgiving somebody is important, right? Yeah. But the whole episode is a throwaway, so it doesn't feel natural. Like, I don't know Dinobot's, like, original motivation for going to Megatron. Yeah, I, like, I think the only meaningful thing that happened in this episode was Megatron got one of the golden discs back. Yeah, which could have happened in the background of... A, a normal episode, any other episode. It's just like, oh, what? Like, he, a Waspinator spied on Dinobot and found the golden disc, or Inferno, like, stole it. Do you know something? Right. Yeah. So the simple fact that that's the whole, like, plot 
or sorry, that's the only thing that changes is Megatron gets the the golden disc. Feels very much like episodic rather than. Now here's the thing: if he had contemplated switching sides, and they set us up for that, right? Yeah. And he was like turmoil, and he had he felt like he he was a predacon at heart and he he didn't know what it meant where he stands right and you know he's a raptor and it's raining and he's like quoting shakespeare i'm <laughs> really down with that but like yeah. set that up but the simple fact that they brought up that he's thinking of defecting he did there's a stupid challenge that's going and then he changes his mind is it's too fast the motivation doesn't feel real Anyways, I'm you, just repeating myself now. Yeah, you, you've convinced me. Uh, not enough Energon for me. I wasn't even trying to convince you. I was just telling you why it... Again, no, strong I, moments. I, but the, I, I, no, the I, motivation... I, I, I was dancing weird. back and forth between not enough Energon and a low sufficient Energon just because like, I think overall the last like few minutes of the episode are pretty strong. Definitely. But... Uh, I, I I can't really give an episode a pass, a 22-minute episode of a show a pass, because the last three minutes are good. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so not enough Energon for me. Uh, so that was uh, Maximal No More. Um, we'll be back next week with a Mega Beast-sized two-part episode, Other Visits, part one and two. Other visits. Uh, oh. the, the title starts with other, so it involves the aliens. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, if you want to support the show and you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, uh, be sure to give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. And on the subject of reviews, uh, I actually have a review that I found the other day. And I should have pulled this up in advance, but I only just thought about it right now. Oh, we got a review. Oh, was it the um, the older one we just missed? Yes. Oh, I, I love I love this one. If it's the one I'm thinking of, it, it is that one. Yeah. Uh, do you have it handy? Because I don't apparently. Let me hunt it down. Cheers. It is. Where is my ah? Here we go. It is on. What was it on? Do you remember? Is this um Apple? Okay, yeah, I found it now. It was in our uh, our group chat. Chat, yeah. So this was a five star rating uh, left on Podcast Addict by Podcast Addict by user Let's XP Gaming. He says November. <laughs> wow. Yes, this this up this review was left for us on November third, twenty twenty. So uh thanks for the, the review, man. Uh sorry we're getting to it like what, like five, six months too late, <laughs> five months too late. We if you're still listening, if you're still sh- listening, shout out shout to out. uh Let's XP gaming. <laughs> yeah, so he says great pod to talk about the classic that is Beast Wars. For my fellow 90s kids that love the show, come listen to these two Canadians. PS, the US version of the intro isn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> early very early on in the first few, we we talk about how Beast Wars and Beasties have different intros. 
Yeah. Beasties being the Canadian intro and Beast Wars. It was called Beasties in Canada. Yeah. And we talked about how Beasties was about 60 seconds and was just kind of more badass. Yeah, whereas the So he the, he's the, responding to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the, the the Beast Wars intro was shortened and much more truncated. It's only about 30 seconds long. It's the version of the intro that you'll see on streaming or on the DVD releases. Uh, yeah, but the the Beasties intro was longer and way more had dope some, in my had opinion. Had some sweet guitar riffs, yeah, yeah. We're not uh, saying that the Beast Wars intro is bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to well, get it for the review, yeah, yeah, thanks, man. Uh, sorry we we got to it so late, but uh, I didn't even didn't see it until the other day, so. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, leave us a review or send an email to too much energon at outlook.com. Uh, also, check out our website, www.toomuchenergon.ca. The www part is very important. Otherwise, shit won't work, yo. Apparently, it's really easy to, to fix that, but I, I don't know how. So I don't, if you're listening. I don't know how you, either. You know how like URLs work and how we can fix that. Um, we humbly thank you. <laughs> you can, you can tell us. Yeah. Send us an email about that. Uh, we're running out of time here, so we're going to get going. And uh, uh, I don't know how much more talking I can do tonight being with my nose being this plugged. So well, luckily there's, there's not much more to do <laughs> No. So uh, I will bid all of you listeners adieu. Yeah, and I say that i've been one of your hosts christopher siege i'm another host neocal and until next week roll out autobots <laughs> <laughs>